Ziera is from the Bronx and is now an American studies major with a concentration in race and ethnicity, as well as minoring in education studies. Ziera went to Manhattan Charter School for elementary school, then Democracy Prep Harlem Middle School, and Democracy Prep Harlem High School. Sierra then helped to explain the overall nature or purpose of charter schools in her experience. Big thing amongst charter schools that separates them from public schools is like this idea of building a culture surrounding discipline. So that starts with like, um, like they have like, I don't even know what they call this, but like there was like a slogan of the school, which was like dream big. And that stood for like each letter, it was an acronym and each letter stood for something relating to like how they're going to carry out discipline and how we as students should like upkeep ourselves. But all of those were words that we are supposed to like keep ourselves to a standard. So that was like the overarching idea of like how discipline was carried out. And then under that was like this like demerit or deduction system that would happen if you go against the rules created that are if you go against the rules created that obviously like do not go with like the dream big logo or slogan um and then on top of that there was also like a mission statement like about crafting students to be like citizen scholars I'm specifically speaking about my sixth through twelfth not my first through fifth because we didn't have like crazy discipline there um and so it was carried out by everybody, like every moving part of the school. And it was also expected to be carried out by students, kind of. So it was like this idea of, there was this big idea that led me, like my sixth grade year, um, where my principal would make this theme out of making sure that you were doing the right thing, the right thing, that's what air quotes, when nobody else was watching. And for that, like, it was like, we already had learned the idea of like being policed or being watched, using, I guess I'm using a partner term, police. Being policed or being watched by like teachers, staff, those are who are older. But then this idea that like he led forth with the school of like doing the right thing when nobody's watching leads to like this kind of self-policing and then like almost policing of like each other um, that existed. So discipline worked in that way. We had demerits, deductions that were given to us by the teacher. If you get three in a day, I think it was, you get detention the next day, I believe, or something like that. Or like, these are ways you could get lunch detention. If you get too many, then you get Saturday detention. It was like levels to it very much like any other system. It was carried out by teachers, everybody, the students themselves. We didn't give demerits, of course, but you know, like, there was, like, this culture, like, oh, like, I'm gonna get you in trouble, like, we know what we could do to get each other, like, to push those buttons and get, e get each other in trouble, so, overall, it was, like, a very interesting experience, to say the least, I guess. Sierra then gave a personal anecdote about a time she was disciplined in school and how she reacted to it. I allowed myself one demerit every day, to my math A course with Mr. Stewart for getting, for picking up my pencil without asking. So when you're supposed to pick up, when you drop a pencil, you're supposed to put a, a one signal in the air. I believe that was a signal for picking something up off the floor. I don't remember. You're supposed to put a signal in the air and then you wait for permission from the teacher to then pick something up. So when my pencil would drop, I would never put the. I would just pick it up on purpose so that he can give me that one demerit. Um, so I guess maybe that's like a weird way of us or some students, you know, like shifting things in the name of the system. 
Um, Because I think it works both ways. I think we definitely would, once you created a reputation for yourself, I think that happened like your first month or two there. You know, like teachers know who they want you to be in that space and who they'll allow you to be in that space. Um, And then from there, it's just like, it's over. Like, once you gain that reputation, it's kind of hard to bounce back. And another weird thing I feel like is a part of that, you know, that discipline culture is like trying to like pivot or change whatever reputation you have if it's not like the preferred one. Um, So that was a big thing too, but it was just always weird because the parallels between like democracy prep as a school and like, I guess like our democratic system over at large in terms of how they deal with like discipline and like policing is that it's very hard to, you know, retract that negative um, reputation that you have once you made it, even when they try to make it seem as if they're creating ways for you to exit. In speaking on the idea of policing within schools, Zira then explained how her school incorporated the ideals of broken window policing into the framework for how her school was going to be run. We were expected to we read, they had us read that article literally and said, this is how things are going to be from now on. Um, we're going to focus on little things so that they don't end up for bigger things. And I'm like, there's no way you're literally using this racist policy that was specifically made to, you know, target black and brown students from poor communities, literally us. And you're going to bring that into our school setting. After recounting the details of her school's dress code, the uniforms they had to wear, and the specificities of how they were to wear their uniforms, Sierra shared the routine of their daily uniform checks in the morning before classes, and a personal story of her experience being dress coded. What would happen is like you would walk up, the principal greets you, the principal, vice principal probably greet you, you say good morning, he goes belt, he checks your, oh we had to wear a belt, we had to wear a belt, he says belt. He looks like you have to pull up your shirt or like pull down your jacket so he can see your belt. He says socks. He has to, you have to pull up your pants so he can see your socks. And then he, he looks at your shoes and then he'll say logo. So he makes sure that you have on the Oxford, the proper logo. Um, and then, I mean, of course, he would just like see the pants automatically. And he'll see your hair automatically. Um, and then you would walk like you would be granted entrance into the school after that. It was like literally they would stand in front of the door. And you could not go through that door unless you, you know, you had that proper uniform check. So if you had it wrong, you would probably either be given an in-school suspension. So you would literally not be like learning for the day because your uniform was wrong or you would be sent home to change. So then that becomes a conversation of like possibly running into a truancy officer or something like that. And I mean, by default, of course, missing more um, academic time. So that was a big deal. Um, I have a, another quick anecdote that I can share about a time where I went against the uniform policy. Actually, two, but I'll share this one because this one was like really infuriating for me because it was the moment that I realized or I questioned how they really felt about my academics and if they actually cared about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, in 10th grade, um, the girls are granted access to wear skirts, which is something, again, you like kind of had to earn. Um, which is weird how they they indoctrinated me into believing that everything I have, I had to earn. Um, so you had to earn the privilege of wearing skirts. So it was this one day I wore my skirt. And if you wore a skirt, you can wear like stockings or whatever they call it, tights, leggings. But they had to be like 100% black technically. 
but they would like sometimes like fall off the rules like that's something that tended to happen um like throughout the year sometimes like they would like fall back and forth on like the rules that they're gonna decide to follow so even though this is a bad fashion decision I decided to wear polka dot leggings or polka dot tights under my gray skirt so I walk up and then the vice principal is like why you have that on like you can't wear that your choices are either to go home or like to stay in school suspension so I'm I'm like almost arguing with her because I'm like you're gonna send me home I'm not gonna be able to learn because I have polka dot leggings on and she's basically like yes so this is like 10th or 11th grade and then my mind in this moment goes back to when we were given that broken windows article and this is how you know like I completely misunderstood what they were trying to tell us about broken windows because for me I understood broken windows is this what I told her I was like well, what about broken windows? Like, this is what you guys do. Like, you guys go back and forth on, like, when you're going to decide to, um, like, follow rules. That's what I thought broken windows was. I thought it was, like, on their end at that moment. Like, when I was in high school, I thought broken windows was a conversation of, like, them starting off by, like, ignoring something. And then, like, they keep ignoring, 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 and never do anything about it. But what she told me in that moment, she was like, no, that is not what broken windows policing is. She said, broken windows policing is about us honing on infractions like this, like you not wearing the proper tights um, and you needing to be sent home so that you don't end up, I don't know, like in a fight or dropping out of school later. And I'm like, oh, like I just had like that whole moment. Everything came together. So that's what uniform was like. It was crazy. It caused me to like that moment, like I literally... Like, I cried. Like, I was so upset and frustrated because I didn't have the vocabulary, the language. Or I did, honestly. I'm not going to say that. I had the vocabulary. I didn't have the vocabulary that they wanted me to have to explain how I felt about the situation and to properly, like, go against it. So that's what uniform was like. It was it was sick. It was Then, reflecting on the rules and regulations put into place within her school, Zara spoke on what she felt the purpose her school's rules served in the content of greater society and what the motive behind those rules were. I think their intent was to, as their mission statement goes, craft young citizens, scholars to go to the college of their choice, something like that. That's basically how it goes. Um, They wanted us to again like I said before bridge they wanted to aid us which is weird in bridging a gap between our lives as I guess like low income students whatever it's like kind of like this savior kind of complex that was going on that was their intent to like teach us how to be quote-unquote professional um teach us to be like citizen scholars um like global thinkers all of that stuff uh, and it was, like, the idea of it, I guess, is supposed to work, but it just doesn't. Like, there's just something inherently, like, wrong about, like, white people coming into these spaces and, like, doing stuff like this. It just does not work. Um, and it didn't work. Well, it kind of did. It's weird how it works. Again, like I said, it's like the survival of the fittest kind of thing. Um, I think that what I have to question in, my, in me answering this question is, like, what does it truly mean to like be set on a route where you're like indoctrinated to a specific type of discipline and then like you follow those rules and then because of that you're granted access to like this area of like 
college advisors who are like, okay, I'm going to help you get into this college because you've done X, Y, Z, and you've done what I wanted you to do. So now, boom, you go to Barnard. So when answering questions like that, it's always, it's always difficult because uh, I'm very aware of like the ways in which I've been like privileged um, to have that opportunity. But then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, it shouldn't be five students and then they know that at the end of the day, only like one student is going to be able to do what they want them to do or like follow these rules and stuff like that. So it's weird. That That's their intent and that's what ends up happening. Um, a lot of us end up getting like funneled out. Some of us make it. I don't like saying that, but some of us like make it towards like what they want to happen. But then those who do make it kind of like end up thinking like, wait, what was this really about? Like, this is kind of messed up. But it's also very much reflected of reflective of like the larger schemes of hierarchy and society within America and maybe even the globe. So it's no different from like what we see in the rest of the world where you know, people are funneled out and like some people make it through like this idea of well, this false idea, I guess, of like an American dream, um, which includes like going to um, certain colleges. And then some of us don't. So 